0: This is Inside the FLX from fingerlakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and we're talking Scouts BSA with Stephen Hoyt, the Scout Executive with Seneca Waterways Council. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for
0: having me. And we have uh, kind of another what we call a double scout started in a venturing crew. Then, when girls became eligible for Scouts BSA, jumped right into a troop and is an Eagle Scout now, Rebecca Bober. Rebecca, good morning to you.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, Stephen, we always have new people joining these conversations, so just remind us about the various Age level programmings, the, the the programs that make up scouting from Cub Scouts on up.
1: Yeah, so under the umbrella of the Boy Scouts of America, there are really four different programs. Uh, they're all uh, coed. Uh, I say all the programs are open to boys and girls, but they're not all coed run. Um, with that, the first is Cub Scouting. It's open to boys and girls, kindergarten all the way up through about fifth grade. Um, uh, those are the kids you see in parades in blue uniforms or other events, uh, and that's really the introductory program to scouting. Uh, We move up next to what used to be called Boy Scouting, but is now Scouts, BSA, that is also open to boys and girls about their gender-specific dens. Uh, Again, young men, young women, ages 11 through 18. Uh, And then we have two older programs for high school students, uh, Venturing and Exploring. Uh, With that, Venturing is really the outdoor enthusiast kind of hobby group, camping, backpacking, shooting sports, and Exploring is much more the career development program. You think about police cadets or fire cadets, they're probably an explorer.
0: Great news as we head into camp season this year. A donor has stepped up and is going to help Cub Scout packs go to Cub Scout Adventure Camp at Camp Cutler just outside of Naples for a discounted rate. That's terrific news.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we realize and one of the challenges we struggle with the organization is coming out of COVID and, and not running summer camp, really almost practically for two years, is that we've um, got 40% of our membership that's never been seen Cub Scouting Camp in any kind of concept before. Uh, and so with that, how do you reintroduce summer camp to uh, families and members? And so, thanks to a generous, uh, actually donors uh, coming forward, stepping in, they're underwriting seventy percent of the cost for scouts to go to Cub Scout camp this summer. Um, that's for the first eight hundred kids that enroll in that program. Uh, there are a couple of conditions to it, but uh, basically, for fifty dollars, uh, you can sign up to go to a three day camp, uh, overnight camp, uh, depending on the age. Uh, parents may be involved with that as well, or at least you're going to be part of a group. But just a phenomenal experience to take to make that. Program virtually available to every single family in our area that wants to do it.
0: Packs should sign up for this program by March thirty first, and also uh, Scouts BSA Scouts can now start making the reservations for uh, Massa Weepy and Tupper Lake. I mean, a real Adirondack wilderness experience. Yeah,
1: so I think by now, I think we, we're, we're, we're getting the numbers.
0: But I think the largest, officially the largest scout
1: camp in the state of New York, uh, we're looking at seventeen hundred kids registr- registered already this summer and wouldn't surprise me at all, that reaches 2,000 kids by the time we get there. Uh, a great base camp experience for those traditional scouting, you know, mare badges, activities, you know, uh, climbing, etc. all the stuff we normally do at camp, but also serves as a base camp for kids to go out and explore the Adirondacks. And it's just a great stepping off point to get to see a piece of New York that most people never get to see.
0: Yesterday was the 112th anniversary of scouting. Congratulations. Anything going on uh, council-wide or uh, anything to celebrate?
1: Yeah, so there's usually a lot of traditional stuff that happens around scouting anniversary week. Uh, Usually a lot ties into the sponsoring organization, so we usually kick it off. You know, Scout Sunday goes through Scout Sabbath and with our religious partners, mostly packs, usually blue and gold season kicks in. And so a lot of packs will be doing blue and gold dinners. But we noticed because of COVID, that's kind of pushing off for a lot of those packs to later in the school year, hopefully to get a. uh, safer point where they can do kind of these potluck dinners and big war banquets and things like that. But, uh, um, but uh, the traditional items, you know, like I said, the, the scout Sundays and Re- recognition, religious wards and those other things, those are still there.
0: Hey, you've got the Klondike Derby coming up. This will be uh, one of the most wintry ones I think in several years. Yeah. We've had several events. We,
1: I think we shared last month, you know, Klondike's come in in February. Uh, a good number of winter events are happening. We've had great attendance for those. We had over 500 kids at uh, the uh, one we talked about last month with the Eddie Games, uh, and we expect <clears throat> we'll have great attendance for these for coming up for the next several months as well.
0: Tell us about the information that unit leaders can get at the district roundtables. My wife's in the other room, former uh, Cub Scout roundtable uh, commissioner, and it's an important way for units to connect with other units and see who's doing what and then taking each other's best ideas
1: yeah absolutely so one of the one of the key components of really what makes the boy scouting program different i think than anything else is the time we spend really coaching and training volunteers to run a quality program experience and and that happens at basic train programs but even monthly leader meetings what we call round tables and where you know leaders from every single group are getting together they're coaching through you know what will pack meetings look like den meetings troop activities how do leaders in different communities find out about things like Klondike Derbies and the Yeti Games and things like that, and how do they get their groups to take advantage of it. Um, they get to see
0: what other units are doing best practices and hopefully get to incorporate those in their community as well. Here's a new program for me. It tells about the 30-Day Fire Hydrant Challenge.
1: Yeah, so this sort of has taken a life of its own, and we've been following on Facebook, and kind of a shout-out to the groups So all over the area they have been doing this. But um, we've had a number of groups who just said, hey, we got two feet of snow back-to-back back almost, well, two storms, putting on two feet of snow. Um, a lot of fire hydrants, the snow plows have buried them. You need to dig them out, and so we see groups that are scout groups taking a Saturday, just going out cleaning out hydrants uh, for the community, and it's just a great way to give back. So it's really more of a thank you to the groups that are out there doing it. Um, you never know if it's going to be needed in an emergency, but you know if we ever have a fire, the last thing you want the fire department to do is have to spend five minutes to clean out a hydrant. So uh, it's just a great way to give back, you know, kind of unselfishly and help support the community.
0: And of course, this time of year is Pinewood Derby season. Uh, great fun for the kids, and I know in some units the uh, adult race get pretty competitive as well
1: yeah and then that's sort of moving up on the schedule because of the Blue and Gold's moving back. Um, but February, March, then probably the highlight of the Cub Scouting program in the Cub Scouting year is, you know, they make little wooden cars and they race them on a 40-foot track. Uh, and it gets very competitive. Some parents, dads get very passionate about the program. But it is a great parent-child experience.
0: We're also joined this morning by Rebecca Bober, who is an Eagle Scout with Troop 410 in Honeyoy Falls. But you started in venturing. So tell us about your Venture Crew 295 in Bloomfield. You've been a member for six years.
2: Yeah, so I joined in 2015, um, and we were really focused a lot about uh, shooting sports, but we did a lot of other cool high-adventure activities, you know, like rock climbing. We did, you know, some hiking. Uh, We actually climbed some mountains and everything, too. It's just a really great experience, and I'm glad that I'm still part of that.
0: So when girls became eligible for Scouts BSA, did you jump all over that?
2: Well, actually, initially I was... I wasn't really sure. Um, When I was working at Babcock Hubby. the camp director at the time actually convinced me that I should go and try it out. So after that, I joined a troop, uh, and then I had a two-year extension to pursue my Eagle rank, and I'm really glad that I did it.
0: Yeah, we've been talking about girl Eagle Scouts. We should say woman Eagle Scout. You're a junior at RIT now, so bring us up to date on your college work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Like you said, I'm at RIT. I'm currently a third-year student uh, studying packaging science. Um, A lot of my projects are really centering around sustainable packaging solutions, uh, and I think that creating solutions like this that have the least overall impact is very important for mitigating some of the potential damage that we create for the environment.
0: And then that philosophy and that work that you're doing in college carried over into your Eagle Scout service project. Tell us about the project.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I ended up working with the Penfield Victory Garden to do a conservation project to restore the trails on their property. Um, So the trails initially had a children's teaching area and a sitting area for outdoor learning, but the whole area lacked accessibility due to all of the overgrown invasive swallowwort, um, which is a plant that's harmful to the monarch caterpillar population. uh, And it really takes space away from native plants that should be there to help promote biodiversity. Um, So we went through, uh, 50 volunteers were able to help out to remove all of the swallowwort on the trails add in new native plants, create new paths, and mulch the trails in the end to prevent all of the plant regrowth. Um, and we were really able to make the sitting area and the teaching area usable again for kids and their parents. Um, so I'm really glad with how it turned out. And um, I hope that now children and their family are able to use the public space without concern.
0: One of the most important parts of an Eagle Project is managing others. You had over 50 people put in over 300 hours on yours. Had you done any leadership on that scale before, and what did you learn?
2: Um, Probably not on that scale, but I had done other leadership positions, you know, within my crew, within my troop, and when I was working at Javi, Um, but I really was able to develop my leadership skills to another level here. Um, I had to explain the scope for the day for everyone uh, during the work days, check in on people while they were working, answer any questions they had and make some on the spot decisions to keep things uh, moving uh, very, very well. Um, in the end, planning really, really helped me be prepared uh, and picture how I wanted things to come together. So I learned a lot from that experience.
0: Your project was named Eagle Project of the Month for October of 2021. And then I've been to the Eagle Dinner where they choose the project of the year. And I mean, that that is some tough competition. Congratulations.
2: Thank you very much. It It was exciting to see that I was recognized for that
0: So what have you learned from scouting that you're going to carry forward as an adult, and and what would you tell young people that are on the fence and go, I'm not sure if I want to do it or not?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, I've learned a lot of skills. Like I was saying, leadership skills, time management skills, um, just, and I made a lot of connections along the way as well. Um, And if if someone's interested in scouting and they aren't really sure, I would say definitely go for it. I mean, if you're considering it, even if you're only a little – sure or you're on the edge uh, just don't worry about the outcome go check out a scout unit Uh, so you will absolutely make some wonderful connections and you'll have some great opportunities to make a difference through volunteering and sharing your skills with other people Um, and if you decide to pursue your eagle rank then you have a huge chance to give back to your community in a way that you're passionate about um, through your eagle service project Um, so there are so many things that you can do in this program, uh, and you really get to decide exactly what you want to learn. So absolutely go check it out. It can lead you to somewhere amazing.
0: Well, congratulations on your project and, uh, congratulations on becoming one of the first young ladies to earn the rank of Eagle. And we appreciate your time this morning.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: And Stephen, I, like I said, I, when my son was an Eagle, I went to the uh, award dinner where they hand out the project of the year. And I just, as I heard the descriptions of these projects, I just kept going, wow, wow. I mean, it it is tough. And, and and these kids come up with some really creative ideas to help their communities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's what, 165 Eagle Scouts last year. So Becca's in that, a pretty tough competition pool, just to even get project of the month. Uh, And, and, Bless the committee who sits down and figures these out i mean because it is I mean, its a tough criteria, and they look at a lot of different things you know the uniqueness, the service hours, you know what are they doing, the impact on what they can get back to the community, but some of these projects are just phenomenal um and, and a lot of it does come down to I think to the presentation that scouts you know how they present it uh, in the manual as well, just to sort out what 's the difference, but it is some very tough competition and um and, and like I said, just a rise to a project of the month in that group is amazing.
0: Well, and it's like I was saying to Rebecca, I, one of my favorite parts of it is the involving others because it would be real easy for a kid to, you know, grab tools and a shovel and, and say, I can do this. But a big part of that Eagle project is to lead others and to form a team to achieve a goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we, we talk about it, and and some people joke, you know, the best Eagle projects are where the Eagle candidate stands around with his hands in his pockets or her hands in her pockets. Um, and it's it's more a reflection of, if they've delegated properly and they've recruited properly, they shouldn't have to be lifting hammers and pounding nails. Um, and And that's kind of what you want. It's about the project is not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Uh, and that's the purpose of the Eagle Project. And it's sort of the lesson, like much of everything else we do in scouting, there's a lesson behind the activity we do. And, and here the lesson is about leadership development.
0: This has been Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. Our guest, Stephen Hoyt, Scout Executive, CEO of the Seneca Waterways Council, Scouts BSA, Rebecca Bober, Eagle Scout from Troop 410, and member of Venture Crew 295. Thanks to you both. We appreciate it. Always good to talk scouting. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you.